Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're talking with Natalie Bourne. Natalie is the founder of Innovation Meets Leadership, vice president of Innovation for Territory Global, and a podcast host like yours truly. Today, she'll share her insights and experience on the topic of innovation and hopefully spark some inspiration to innovate within each of you. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Avail Leadership Podcast. We love connecting with leaders. We love equipping leaders here at Avail. We love producing resources such as this podcast where we can get leaders growing. We can get leaders um, expanding, reaching more, doing more, learning more. My name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical in South Florida, and I have the privilege of hosting the Avail Leadership Podcast. And today we have an amazing leader who we're going to we're going to get the opportunity to uh, pick her brain. We're going to get the opportunity to to talk a little bit about not a little bit, a lot about innovation. And today we are with Natalie Bourne. She's a media host. She's the founder of Innovation Meets Leadership, vice president of Innovation for Territory Global. Uh, she has led major initiatives in over 18 countries and has experience in acquisition, integration, international product development and leadership. Much, much more. We're going to get into it. Natalie, how do you feel being on the Avail Leadership Podcast? Virgil, thank you so much for having me. It is so exciting to be here with you and with your listeners today. And let me just say I'm a huge fan of the Avail Leadership Podcast. So it's an honor to actually get to come on and be on the other side of this listening, you know, listening versus talking. So I get to talk to you guys today, which is really cool. <laughs> I love it. You know, I think when we had our kind of initial talk in preparation for this podcast, I was very intrigued because I love the subject. I love some of the things we're going to touch on in this conversation. But before we dive in, you know, our leaders are always ready to dive in. It's always great to know who we're connecting with. So I know some of the people that are listening and watching uh, may know who you are and there's going to be new people that are, you're new to them. So can you yeah. share a little bit about your journey, a little bit about your story before we jump in? headfirst into innovation. Absolutely. Well, I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am married to Aaron. He's a men's pastor at Victory Church, and we've got two kids. And so I've really been in the technology and innovation space I want to say almost my entire life. My dad brought computers home all the time and we would disassemble them and then reassemble them. And so I just naturally went into the uh, field of, of technology, which then led me into product development, which then led me into innovation. And mm. one of the things that I love that's at the heart of innovation is leadership and culture. And so those things just go hand in hand. So I naturally, when I started my own thought leadership platform called Innovation Meets Leadership, it was this idea that if you don't uh, do leadership well, it's because you may not do innovation well and vice mm. versa. And so marrying those two things together, we see that leaders have to be visionaries. They have to think ahead and they have to be able to see around corners. So I just love marrying these two ideas together that I love so much, which is innovation and leadership and how as we lean into both, we just become so much better at what we do day to day, no matter you know whether we're leading a church or leading a business. So I'm just excited to talk to you about this topic. Yeah, these, the, these times that we're living in, especially, I think, 
man, innovation is so important. It's so huge. Um, can you can you talk to us a little bit about kind of the, the uh, you know, you're the founder of Innovation Meets Leadership, which just, you just mentioned, also vice president of innovation for Territory Global. Can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, these two roles that you play um, in, in these two organizations? Yeah. So Innovation Meets Leadership is a truly a thought leadership platform where I blog, I have a podcast, and I just want people to come and hear thoughts that really uh, break the box, right? And that's kind of my tagline is, uh, you know, I say, don't just get out of the box, break it and set it on fire. Because we want to, you know, expand the mind of how people think about innovation. We want them to be able in their day to day to get outside of this group think and outside of the norm and really push the boundaries of what's possible. So that's kind of what I do on, on my thought leadership platform. And then with Territory as Vice President of Innovation, I am literally talking to different organizations every day about strategies that they can use to really capture their market and think outside of the box on how they um, implement things that they're doing, whether it's technology, whether it's culture, whatever it is, um, we need to always be thinking, how do we become more innovative? Because mm-hmm. it's that innovation that propels our organizations forward. Yeah, that's good. Um, all right. So, you know, Natalie, that here on the Avail Leadership Podcast, we're really we're really targeting leaders, right? That, you know, whether it's uh, ministry leaders, marketplace leaders, whether it's big organization uh, leaders, smaller organization leaders, um, we're talking leaders. Now, here's here's the situation. I know that a lot of leaders might not truly understand innovation, despite yeah. the fact that it's so important. In addition to that, some leaders we may even be intimidated by innovation. Right. So how, how do you how do you defi- how do you specifically define innovation? And here's the second part: Is it possible to make innovation practical, tangible for those yeah. who are maybe intimidated? That's so. That's my heart. It's to take this big, lofty, chunky term that just feels insurmountable. And to break it down into a way where we can realistically infuse it into our organizations. And so to me, innovation is to spark something new. It's to do something we've never done yeah. before. And sometimes because that word feels so big, we can also call it pioneering. So okay. to a church, right, that's just um, one location for them, pioneering and creating a new location um, and having a, a, another campus, whether it's a satellite, that's pioneering for them. Um, it's the idea idea of a house church network, um, for example, it's the idea of a church saying, you know what, I want to figure out a way to create a sustainable model for churches, regardless of mm. what's happening in our economy, our political system, socioeconomic, all that stuff is to say, how can we get ahead of what's coming? That requires forethought. It requires prayer. It requires leaning in and saying what's on the other side of, of what's possible. And so one of the things that is required for innovation is two things really that are very, very core. One is creating space to be innovative and to think. A lot of times we're, uh, especially if you happen to be listening to this podcast and you, you're you a pastor, you run a church, oftentimes you're just thinking, what's coming next weekend? What's coming next weekend, right? <laughs> I got to preach again. And so 
our teams then become the same way. They're only leaning into what's coming next weekend. And so you have to somewhere in that carve out time to think what's coming next year, what's coming in three years, and then lean into those thought processes and ask ourselves, well, then where do we need to be and what capabilities do we need to unlock to get there? And so that to me is at the heart of innovation. It's going above our day-to-day nine to five, or as I call it, the grind to five. Um, It's getting above that, going beyond that and thinking out into the future and saying, if we're going to survive whatever tidal wave might be coming tomorrow, right? At 2020, it was COVID. 2022, it'll be, you know, something else, right? So how do we think beyond that? How do we create sustainable ideas, visions, and models that will take us into the future? And to me, what that requires is you getting outside of your day-to-day. It, we kind of call mm. it like this in business, working in the business versus working on oh, the business. Yeah, that's right. So you have to kind of get out of that that mindset. Take an offsite. Take your team offsite, and you're not allowed to talk about who's preaching this weekend and what we're talking about. You've got to go out into the future and say, who do we want to be? I love this. You know, I think I think just with that, Natalie, some of us, some of us, are, you just you some of us, you killed us there because it's Sunday's always coming. And that's, that's what we're right. always thinking about. But I think it's huge creating that space where you specifically are thinking about and strategizing about what's coming three months, six months, a year that I, have you found, Natalie, that a lot of leaders and organizations just aren't there? Uh, Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think this is the hardest thing that we struggle with, which is to uh, we're so heads down in the business that we're not working on the business. And so a lot of times, even when we say words like strategy, we really mean execution. Right. We really mean tactics. We really mean day to day. And so strategy is the forcing function that says, I'm going to look out into the future. And then innovation comes alongside strategy and says, that's so cool. Now, how are we going to do that? What uh, technology do we need to unlock? What positions do we need to put in place? What levers do we need to pull from a cultural standpoint in order to make that happen? So oftentimes when I'm talking to leaders about innovation, my first question isn't, what technology do you have? My first question is, let me talk to you about your culture. Because what I find is if people are afraid of failing and trying new things in an organization. Mm. Innovation is stifled, it's killed, and it's not possible. So part of what we have to unlock if we're going to be innovative is we have to allow people to fail. Fail fast, fail cheap is what we say. But if we never acquire or extract those learnings from failing, then we have done ourselves a disservice in the failing. So what has to happen is when we fail, we don't, you know, kill the people that did it and say, you're fired. We have to sit them down and say, what did we learn? And how will we prevent that type of failure from happening again? Yeah. Yeah. We have to be willing to take some risks because if if not, then, then we're going to stay stuck. Okay. So I want to, I want to touch a little bit, you you know, you mentioned this to me when we were talking about, you know, preparing for this and it it really intrigued me about, about there being different types of innovation. Can you walk us through a few of the different types of innovation and how they differ? Yeah. So, you know, there's, if, I think the easiest example to think about is somebody like an Apple, right? So if you're, if you're talking about Apple, there's kind of these three buckets that they can kind of sit in. And the first one is evolution. So that's the easiest one to do. My personal opinion, evolution is simply says we are, uh, 
taking something from version one to version two. So anyone can do this type of, of innovation, which is how do we improve it? How do we make it better? That's evolution. The second one is adjacent. So think about the difference between creating the iPhone and then deciding you know what? We should have an iPad, which is honestly a bigger iPhone, but it has more functions. That's kind of that adjacency. So, so that's kind of where I was talking about. Let's let's say you're in a business, you have a product, and then you're creating an adjacent product that honestly you can sell it to the exact same market, or you might sell it to a market that's slightly different. But either way, that's an adjacent innovation. And so, in you know, in the church world, you may have a specific ministry that is really thriving and doing well but you want to then spin up a ministry alongside of it that would be adjacent to it that offers something a little different that will really speak to the heart of what people need. And so it doesn't always have to be, okay, it's the same thing. Let's smush it together. No, it can be adjacent. It can sit up, set apart and be, be separate and different. But then we get into this last piece, and this is the one that's super exciting, but not a lot of people uh, really are able to do it. And that's, and that's breakthrough innovation. So think about the fact of how we all used to carry these, well, well, men anyway, right? These big wallets in our pocket, right? And then as we went on, you know, we we got our watches now became the wallet, right? And we could we could literally through our watch or our phone have a digital wallet. That's mm-hmm. a breakthrough innovation. The idea that money doesn't have to sit in our pocket, but it can sit through a digital device on our phone and we can still access things. And so that's true breakthrough innovation. So oftentimes you'll find that most people can do number one pretty mm-hmm. easily. But then the stakes kind of climb as you go higher and higher. Okay, so staying on the topic of the types of innovations, obviously, um, you know, you mentioned uh, um, evolution, adjacent breakthrough. It seems like breakthrough is kind of like the not as easy, right? Maybe maybe evolution right. is kind of the new one. Um, c- can you give can you give an example, maybe for those who are leaders in ministry, for example, or you know, or pastors? Can you give an example of of uh, of an experience you've had, or maybe you've helped uh, some leaders and pastors in bringing some innovation in these recent times, right? Especially, obviously, COVID has been a time where we've had to adjust some things. Can you can you think of something on the ministry side of things? Yeah, you know, what's so interesting about, you know, the ministries and you think about 2020 and what happened, right? We had some churches, unfortunately, go under. We have some churches that went on hold and stopped meeting. And then we had other churches that really said, this is our opportunity. This is our moment. What are we going to do with it? And so to me, what came out of that season is you do see a lot of breakthrough happening in churches where they've just thought about how to do things differently. For example, my husband's the men's pastor, as I mentioned earlier at Victory Church. And one of the things that he said, you know, as part of this, this change is I'm going to do an event holistically all online. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, that's scary because you do men's events in person. And and part of what, you know, the goal of that is, is you have camaraderie and mm-hmm. you have all these different things that happen. And so he said, hey, I'm going to take this thing fully online and I'm going to have people host um, you know, almost like host sites at your house. And mm-hmm. that can feel terrifying. And part of the interesting thing about innovation is you, if you're not shaking in your boots, you're not doing it right. Like if you're not, as you said earlier, Virgil, taking that risk, 
Yeah. If you don't feel a little bit like you're out there on a ledge and you don't know what's going to happen, then you're not innovating. And mm. so to me at that breakthrough level, it's this idea of going out into the deep, right? You're uh, a lot of times, you know, I kind of think about this innovation as, you know, we read the scripture that says he, you know, took me out ankle deep and then knee deep and then <clears throat> waist deep. Well, when you're yeah. in breakthrough innovation, you're probably in neck deep, right? You're in that water and you don't know what's going to happen next, but you do have this true North in your mind. And so that, um, that's happening in November. So I'd love to report back how it goes. But to me, it's this idea of saying, you yeah. know, we've never done this before. We've never been this way before, but we can see the world is shifting and changing um, through even through at Victory Church through this season. We've seen so many people start joining our church online from all around the world, from Philippines, mm. from Africa, from Asia. So cool. And so what if someone in Asia hosts something from their country mm. in their house and they're part of the host site. I mean, that to me is taking the gospel beyond the walls without feeling like you have to fly from here to there. It's, it's enabling leaders to lead. It's giving them the tools, the training and the resources they need to lead in their own backyard. To me, that's what innovation can look like in a church. It's this idea. We say this at Victory Church all the time, emancipate greatness, right? We want to emancipate the greatness in leaders. And so sometimes leaders are more innovative than we are. And mm -hmm. so we have to stay connected to their thoughts, their ideas. And I love what Andy Stanley says is that a leader who doesn't listen will eventually be surrounded by people who have nothing to say. So mm -hmm. part of what's so important about church leadership and any type of leadership is we have to lean into what we hear and see. So right now, Victory, for example, our online campus is bigger than our in-person attendance. Mm -hmm. And so we've just seen that grow in the season of 2020. People are finding us all over. And so the, the answer is not how do we then get them back into the building? The answer is, how do we explode this growth by giving them the tools and the training they need to pastor in their countries, in their homes, in their neighborhoods? I love that. You know, as, as you're talking, I, I'm thinking, I'm putting myself in the shoes, you know, as a pastor myself and a leader myself. Um, it, it's fun to hear other people's stories of innovation and be like, oh, that's that's amazing. But But when the rubber meets the road is when when I have to make it, you know, when, when we're presented with an, a possibility or an opportunity. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, I think maybe even I, I could be wrong here, but sometimes even generationally, you're used to doing things a certain way. Yeah. You can almost be resistant to, to innovation because sometimes it, it might feel like, and I don't think it is, but it might feel like innovation is, is creeping on. Hey, wait, this is how we've always done things. Yeah. And and ha have you found that maybe some leaders might feel like rather than seeing innovation as a positive thing, they see it as a threat to oh, what yeah. we've always done? Absolutely. So you kind of have this thing going on right now where the generation of command and control type leadership is actually beginning to retire. Yeah. And so you're seeing a new level of leadership rising up that's really relational or we even call it human centered. And so what's so different about this new leadership voice that's coming <clears throat> is they do lean into the risk of innovation. They do lean mm -hmm. into the what ifs. And the challenges are if we don't give them a voice 
voice and a platform to be heard, they will just go create it on their own. And so mm-hmm. what we're seeing in a lot of older churches is they're, they're happening. They're starting to be a decline, right? Because they haven't evolved. They haven't innovated. Right. They haven't thought outside of the box. And so the, those leaders who are, are sitting, you know, in your congregation, they will go lead somewhere else. And that's, that's the saddest thing that could possibly happen. So to me, it's like, how do we give that voice a seat at the table? How do we give this new generation a seat at the table to speak into what innovation needs to look like? And so part of that to me is, you know, innovation requires discipline. It requires, you know, it requires listening. It requires being human centered and having empathy. And, And what I've found is that, the older generation sometimes they like to lecture, but they don't like to necessarily listen. And so right. we have to break down those walls and say, hey, you can't lecture at us. You have to have it has to be a two way dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that two way dialogue is what actually sparks innovation. What sparks innovation is is hearing and knowing what's coming around the corners and being able to respond to that as quickly as possible. And to me, that's the highest level of leadership is to be able to see around the corners for your organization to know what's coming and to be able to hit those strides and, and meet those needs in real time. And that's, that's pretty good. hard. Yeah, that's good. I, I think I think as part of this, and I and I've experienced this on my on my in my own journey. Uh, I took over for the church that my father, you know, planted and, and pastored for a little over twenty years. And and sometimes you need to have some heart to heart conversations with you know as leaders and with yeah. your senior leader. If, if maybe if you're leading up, um, you have to have some heart convers- heart to heart conversations because it's so important to understand sometimes something fresh can, can take uh, an organization to a whole nother level. Now I want to talk about uh, obviously innovation as an individual is kind of what we talked about, but, but as a leader, as part of a team, what, what do we need to consider in order to truly be successful at innovation as a team? So this is something that's so important. And I think, you know, a lot of times when people want to talk to me about innovation, oftentimes they want to talk about like the tactics of what do we do? And the first thing I want to do is talk to you about the culture, because if your culture is not in a good place, no idea will get out of there. That's right. And so it will never get unleashed. It will never go beyond. And so there's a couple things. And this is one of the um, articles I write about in the Avail Journal, which is uh, it comes from a Google study. They said there was five things that have to be present for a team to be truly innovative and for a team to to really work well together. The first one is psychological safety. So it's Mm -hmm. the idea that can I trust you, Virgil? If Mm -hmm. I throw out an idea, are you going to laugh at me and tell me I'm an idiot? Or are you going to help me build on that idea to make it better? The second one is collaboration. I find in most organizations, they're very siloed. So people don't talk across to each other. They only Mm -hmm. talk within their silo. And so if we can break down those walls and silos, I may have a great idea. But Virgil, when I talk to you, that idea gets 10 times better. And then when I talk to someone else, we build on it. And we find when we walk out of the room, the idea doesn't even look like how I brought it in. But now it's better and it's more executable. the other thing that's really hard, I think, in a lot of organizations is candor. And that's communicating with clarity, with openness, and with honesty. So I can tell you, Virgil, I'm confused by our, your idea, and I don't understand how it's going to work. And you can say, I understand what you're trying to say. Let me explain that to you further. And then I can ask you some hard questions, and then you can push back. And we mm. can have this very respectful give and take where we know that, hey, I'm for you, and you're for me. So the pushback is not so that I can gain ground or, <laughs> or you know, make you look silly. The yeah. pushback 
back is so we can get to a better place and we mm-hmm. can ensure that the organization gets to a better place as a result of the conversation. Um, the fourth thing that is so important is, is we talked about this a little early is, are you allowing people to take on risk and fail? If mm-hmm. you will never let a team member fail, then you probably will never let them innovate. And so failure is an important part. Again, we give people guardrails. We give people uh, rails to ride on. We just don't say, you know, good luck and and just have at it. But we do say, hey, we're going to innovate. Here's your parameters. Go try and test some things. Come back. Let me know the results. We're going to dissect those results results and figure out what worked and what didn't work. And then we're going to move the organization forward with what we've learned. Um, And then the other area I think is really important is we have to enjoy experimenting. Like we have to enjoy learning and growing. And if we're in an organization where we enjoy learning and growing, success begets success because we are, are having fun on the journey to, to where God is taking us ultimately. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. You know, I think, I think, um, as a person who's, who's kind of on the creative side, I mean, I think I'm, I have a little bit of administrative, but I do have some creative side. I'm a musician. I like art and I love everything about innovation, everything you're talking about. I, but I know people that aren't wired like me, aren't wired like you yeah. that might be thinking, Natalie leaders might even be thinking, I'm just not an innovative person. You know, I don't have innovation in me. What would you say to a person who's maybe thinking that right now, listening to this? I love this question because this is something I say all the time. And especially if you're a leader, it's not your job to have all the best ideas. It's your job to get the best and the brightest in the room so we can find the best idea. And so I, I just love that because it's not all on you. And I will say mm-hmm. this too, Virgil, like I love innovation, but that doesn't mean like I, I'm walking around with 55 ideas all day and that <laughs> ideas are just running through my brain. I can get in a room and hear things and something pops and then I, I, I want to collaborate and I want to kind of build out on that. So you don't have to be the one with all the ideas. And that makes it takes the pressure off of everyone, really. We just know that when we get in a room and we open the door for collaboration, we're all going to be better. That's good. That's good. I think that's huge. You know, and, 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 you know, I think one thing that's valuable there is multi-generational, you know, multi-ethnic, multi, you know, that, that diversity in a conversation around a table, whether it's a leadership, whether it's a brainstorming idea, you know, I think that brings so much value. Um, Okay. So you've been mentioning something, it's come up a couple of times already in the conversation, but I want to come to it. Maybe, maybe kind of focus in a little bit more. Um, I think that a lot of leaders are afraid to innovate. You've mentioned it because they're mm-hmm. afraid to fail, right? Yes. Can yeah. you shed some light a little bit? There's a connection between failure and innovation. And you've, like I said, you've talked about it, but let's go yeah. there a little bit more. Cause I think a lot of, I think that's what's holding a lot of leaders back from trying some new things is what if it doesn't work? What if it fails? How am I going to look? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, you know, to me, it's, it goes back to our culture and our culture determines how successful we'll be as an organization. And sometimes there's some unintended consequences in our culture that don't allow for failure. As a matter of fact, I remember I was doing an event um, a couple months ago and it was kind of thrown together last minute. And there was a couple of things that happened that were a little, not what we would have wanted. The event didn't go off perfectly. Mm-hmm. And the person that, you know, was kind of producing the event came up to me and said, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We played the video thing at the wrong time. And we, you know, this and that happened at the wrong time. And I said, well, did we learn anything? Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, we learned boom, 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 boom. <clears throat> and we won and it's right. fine. 
And it's how do we respond to people when they do make a mistake or when they do fail? How do we respond? The question is, what did we learn? And how can we then get those learnings into the organization so we don't make the same mistake or the same failure over and over again, but we're actually leaning into what we learned instead of responding with, well, I can't believe you did that. And what were you thinking? Like, what does that really do? Because you know what? Most people don't wake up thinking, I hope I get criticized and condemned today. Right, Most people right. wake up wanting to do a really good mm-hmm. job with their job, right? They want to do a good job They're, You know, we should assume most people are in that heart and in that vein. So if that's the case, then any failure should be an opportunity for learning. And if we have enough of those, then eventually we have grown as an organization and we've brought everybody along long on that journey with us. So failure, we have to see it different. And and I'll be honest, um, when, when I was in product development for a number of years, we failed a lot. Mm. We created some really bad products. And version one, we were embarrassed. Version two was a little better, but it still wasn't right. Version three, we laughed at later. Version four, we were <clears throat> onto something. And so it often takes several iterations and several versions before you get to a version that really makes sense. And if you stop too soon, you miss the power of what that innovation could be. It's in the times when it gets hard that you press in to say, we're still, there's still something here. There's still an idea here. I need to press into it, not pull back and throw my hands up. It's when we press in, when it gets harder, that we find a new level of anointing comes on us to figure that idea Mm -hmm. out. And it really pushes us into that idea to say, no, there's something here and I'm not going to let it go. It's like, I'm not going to let you go Lord until you bless me. It's like that with the idea. We Mm -hmm. have to say, there's something here. I have this idea for a reason. I'm not going to give up until I've seen it all the way through through. And either at the end of that rainbow, we'll find, hey, it wasn't a great idea. Or we'll say, you know what, that was amazing. And we didn't, it wasn't until version seven that we actually figured that out. Yeah, I love that. As we're talking, I'm getting ideas about meetings that I want to have with my team. So I love this. I think our leaders are being challenged in this conversation. Um, I guess as we're, as we're kind of, um, Heading in the final stretch here in in, in this podcast, Natalie, uh, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not a, I'm not, I don't have a green thumb. Like I don't plant things, but, but I know that if I want to plant to survive, there's got to be good soil. Yeah. It's got to get some sunlight. It needs some water, some right. It's, it's all part of the environment. You mentioned something when we first talked and you mentioned this phrase, you can't innovate in survival mode. Again, I think we, I think we already uh, kind of alluded to this. You can't innovate in survival mode. In other words, the conditions in survival mode don't promote healthy innovation. Yeah. Can you touch on this a little bit? Yeah. I mean, let's take that, you know, either from an organization that's understaffed or maybe you're a part of a church, you're running a church or a ministry that's understaffed. So Mm -hmm. what we'll find is that when you're understaffed, the tasks just, um, you know, in my mind, I just even see this tidal wave coming over people. And as they come up for air, it's like, here comes the next one. And so oftentimes when we're in survival mode, we're not getting a lot of ideas and we're not innovating. And so one of the things that we have to think about if we're going to innovate is how do we build systems and processes so they can take care of themselves. And if those processes and systems can take care of themselves, that gives us back time. And yeah. if we can get some time back, let's not fill that time then with other items that now we have to be on this. I almost see like a hamster wheel, right? And we're just on it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So instead of filling filling that time, how do we lean into creating pockets of space? Something I used to do with a team a long time ago when I was in software development is we had thinking days. So we had, you know, in the morning, Friday mornings, or maybe Thursday morning, we had about a chunk of time from nine to 12. No one was allowed to schedule a meeting or send an email. It was truly thinking time. Go out and take a walk, go read a book. Mm. Um, let your mind run wild. Let the ideas that the um, everybody has innovation inside them. I mean, we have an innovative God. We have a father who created like platypus and trees and like all these things. Right. So we know that innovation is inherently in us. If we don't feel innovative, it's because we are not giving ourselves time and space and room to breathe and mm. allow those innovative thoughts to roll over our mind. So think about giving your organization, even if it's two hours a week of thinking time where nobody mm. pops in their office, nobody interrupts them and they can truly think ahead. Um, it's so incredible. Oftentimes when you go on a vacation, you, you spend the first day two days crashing and just like sleeping because you're exhausted. <laughs> and then you get into those next few days and you're like, okay, now I can see clearly. And so we want to give people clarity in their, in their week so that they have time to help us think ahead as an organization. And then I would also consider taking your team offsite, either quarterly or annually with enough time to clear the clouds and say, we're going to think ahead. We're going to think mm. beyond. And so that time is so important as a culture because otherwise we live in survival mode. And if you are a pastor or a minister or work at a church, you understand this. It's always the graphics for next weekend and the sermon notes and the all the mm -hmm. things, right? What's the set list? What are all the different things that are going on? And we're not taking the time to say as an organization, where do we want to be in six months? Where do we want to be in a year? And what are we going to do today? What are the critical components we must do today in order to unlock what's going to happen in the future? Huge. I think as we're talking now, I think that when you consider the organizations that that in this time and this, you know, nowadays is making the ones that are making the greatest impact are organizations that are innovative. I yeah. think innovation is one of those um, ingredients that you will that's that's consistently in those organizations, whether it's in ministry marketplace that are truly making a great impact. So I, I have highly appreciated this conversation. Um, Natalie, I'd love for you to share how people can connect with, you know, with the organizations that you, you know, that you're that you serve on and that, you know, that you work with. Um, and also, where can people connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can um, follow me at Innovation Meets Leadership on Instagram, LinkedIn, or um, Facebook. And then I'm also just Natalie M. Bourne on Twitter. And then you can just check out my website, uh, innovationmeetsleadership.com or territory.co. As I mentioned, I'm also a consultant. So um, we have some some innovation ideas and thoughts and blogs that you can just lean into on either one of those websites as well. That's awesome. I know that there's a couple of, you know, resources that they might be able to tap into if they go to those websites as well. Correct. That's right. There's there's tons of thought leadership and innovation resources. If you're just thinking about how how can I get my team to think outside the box, you can definitely tap into those resources. 
You know, now it seems like you really enjoy what you do. Do you enjoy I it? I mean, it, it, you're passionate about it, right? I am very much so. I hope you can tell that. <laughs> we can. And that's always a good sign. It's always good when people love what they do. Um, I love it. I love it. I want to mention <clears throat> the Avail Leadership, uh, the Avail Journal. Uh, this this Avail Journal, I know, uh, Natalie, you're familiar with it. You've you've written uh, uh, article that has gone to the Avail Journal. This Avail Journal is such is such a blessing. Um can you tell the tell the listeners and the viewers what your experience has been with the Avail Journal? I I just you know I have loved reading the Avail Journal. So it is again, it's such an honor to be in the Avail Journal. But um, you know, as far as what I write about in there, I just love writing about either leadership diversity or innovation. And so those are some of the articles that are in there. But then you guys have such high level leaders in that journal. And so just what I've been able to glean from reading from people like Erwin McManus and things like that, it's just been such high level leadership content. And so I, I just um, I look forward every time my veiled journal comes in the mail. It's it's like a, a Christmas for me of just the leadership <laughs> content that I'm going to get out of that. So I just highly, I can't recommend it enough because as leaders, we have to make time to reinvest in ourselves and we have to make time to have new and fresh ideas and fresh thoughts. And that's what it's like when I read the Veil journals, I'm just getting a fresh wind, a fresh fire and just fresh ideas for how to take that back to my team and just be a better leader and a better thought leader um, in our, in our world. Agreed 100%. Hey, and if you haven't done so, you can subscribe to a free annual subscription of the Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com. It's an awesome uh, journal. It's I would say it's a top Christian leadership magazine right now. It really has amazing content. Uh, you'll be able to read a little bit of Natalie's uh, uh, articles and, and great leaders that are, that are again, multi, multi-ethnic, multi-generational. It's just a great resource. Availjournal.com. You can get one year free annual subscription. Don't miss out on that. Uh, man, Natalie, I have enjoyed this, uh, this podcast because I'm, because I'm kind of pumped and excited to get out there and start innovating myself. Can you, can you just share maybe some, a final thought that you want to leave on, on leaders hearts? Yeah, I want to just lean back into something I said earlier. And it's really this idea that we have a God that is so creative. We have a God that, um, when I think about the way he paints the sky, it, whether it's the the morning sky or the night sky, um, you know, someone may be listening to this and just saying that's great for someone else, but I'm not innovative. And I just want to press into that a little harder and say you are innovative. Innovative innovation is within you. And so, um, you know, my prayer for for anyone who listens to this is that you will begin to allow um, the Lord just to surface that innovation. You know, we're all innovative in different areas and different um, facets. We all have creativity even inside of us because some people say, well, I'm not a creative. Well, well, there's creativity innately within you. Um, We just sometimes need to tap into that creativity and allow it to be drawn out of us so that we can um, share it with the world. And so I just know that um, there's so much more in us than we even know. And, and through innovation and through creativity, we will accomplish those things that we're called to do. So just begin to tap into that. Um, I have a prayer room that's actually right behind me. And I go in in the morning and I ask for creativity. I ask for innovation. And sometimes we have not because we ask not. So it's in there. Let it come out and and just allow that to permeate into the world. Because as a, as a leader, as a Christian thought leader, we should be creating content that the world reads because we know the ultimate innovator. So I want to leave you with that thought.
That's so good. What a good word. Uh, our creator is creative and yeah. we are his creation and we were created in his likeness and image. And so I, I love that. The idea that God has placed in us so much more than we can even think or imagine. Natalie, on behalf of the Avail leadership team, we are proud of you. We're thankful for your life and we honor you as you continue to live out his call in your life. Thanks for thanks for challenging us and encouraging us. Thank you so much for having me. This has been an absolute joy, Virgil. <laughs> All right, everybody. At once again, Avail Leadership Podcast never disappoints. We have amazing leaders uh, talking about amazing topics that will impact and improve our leadership. Uh, together with Natalie, we challenge you and encourage you to increase your innovation, increase your capacity to do things in a new way, in a different way. We trust and believe that God has great things in store for you. So thanks for connecting with us. My name is Virgil Sierra, your Avail Leadership host. Can't wait to see you next time right here on the Avail Leadership Podcast. We hope you've been inspired to innovate by this conversation with Natalie Bourne. Remember, you can connect with Natalie at innovationmeetsleadership.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail Media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast.